Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a Liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there. The income tax is clearly immoral because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government. With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 34. Darren Wisely here, as always, just a pleasure to be with you, but especially excited today because I think we have a real informative, uh, awesome episode coming to you, so I'm pumped for it. It's Thursday, November 12, 2020. Before we get started, I just want to make sure you're subscribing wherever you get this podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podcatcher, you know, all the all the main places you can listen to podcasts, of course, YouTube, if you want to see my ugly mug. But uh, if you don't feel like looking all that stuff up, you can go to my website, ChooseWisely, W-I-S-E-L-E-Y, ChooseWisely.org. That's our hub for everything we're doing, articles I've written, uh, the reading list I'm compiling, and we're going to have more stuff coming down the pipeline soon. You can also find my Facebook, my Twitter there. I did make a parlor recently. It's the same handle as my Twitter and Facebook. So if you're on parlor, um, I'm not as active on there yet, but I'm starting to get a little more into it now that more people are on there. So you can add me on parlor as well if that's something you're into. And leave us a review if you haven't yet. We're really growing the show. I assume we're all over the United States. I don't have that data, but we are in 12 different countries, believe it or not. Um, The U.S., of course, Ireland, Canada, Germany, the U.K., Morocco, Philippines, Italy, Pakistan, Sweden, India, and Singapore. Good stuff, and it's all thanks to you guys. You know, share this with your friends. It doesn't cost you a dime. If you like what we're doing, you can always throw a few pennies, some loose change my way to help us keep this going, uh, because it does take a lot of work, but uh, I do love doing this because someone's got to get the truth out there. So today, of course, we're going to talk about the election. I've had so many people talk to me about it, want information, want answers. Definitely something rotten in Denmark with this. And I just really didn't want to go out and start talking about it because I've been so busy. Uh, A lot of you guys know I've been traveling. I talked about my uh, trip in last episode, so if you didn't check that out and you want to hear about it, you can. But I wanted to be a little more knowledgeable, a little more detailed before I really spoke in depth on this stuff. So now I've I've put in the work and uh, I've got some content for you guys. I hope this gives you some good information. But of course, look look stuff up on your own. Um, I'd never tell someone just to take my word for things, but uh, I think you'll really like what we got today. Of course, uh, with the COVID, things like that, uh, we've had all, all these mass mail ballots, absentee ballots, in my home state of Michigan, everyone pretty much got, I didn't, I noticed that, but got an absentee ballot in the mail, and it was just ripe for voter fraud. I mean, anyone, 
uh, with two brain cells to rub together can see how this is going to be a problem. Just this mass mail-in voting, this mass absentee voting, uh, especially with the polarized climate of our political system. So <laughs> it's really no surprise to me that things uh, that there's mass fraud. But what is a surprise is how orchestrated things seem to be as well as how uh, how shameless these people are. I mean, they're not hiding the ball about this stuff. I mean, it's obvious. So I'm going to get into that. And here's an article yesterday um, on lourockwell.com. And I mentioned this website. Great news source. Check it out if you aren't. Uh, there's just so many different views, things like that on here. Lou Rockwell, of course, founder and chairman of the Mises Institute. He's written several books. I'm currently going through um, Against the Left, and that was published in 2019. Highly recommend that one. So this article is by Vasco Kallmeyer. Here's what he's saying. By 10 o'clock on November 3rd, it had become apparent that Donald Trump was cruising toward a comfortable victory in the Electoral College. With Texas and Florida having gone his way, he also enjoyed sizable leads in crucial battleground states. As Trump was headed toward his seemingly inevitable victory, all of a sudden something very strange began happening. A number of key swing states in which Trump held solid margins inexplicably, inexplicably suspended their counts. Never in memory had a key swing state stopped its counting process before the presidential winner was known. For several states to have done this at the same time is completely unprecedented. So just let all that sink in. As the counting stretched into the days ahead and reports of gross irregularities kept pouring in, two things became obvious. First, Trump had handedly won the Electoral College by legally cast votes. Second, the Democrats were engaged in a carefully pre-planned fraud to steal the election. And the audacity of this fraud is truly unprecedented in both its effrontery and magnitude. The Democrats' strategy going into the election day should be clear to everyone by now. Their plan was to hijack the election by implementing the Jing strategy. In crucial swing and battleground states, we will keep counting votes until we can accurately assess which candidate is going to win. If our candidate is on the path to win, we will simply proceed with the count and declare Biden the winner. If Biden is on track to lose, we will suspend the count for the night. We will then proceed to manufacture ballots in the interim to enable him to win. If Trump's lead is too large, we will draw up the counting process over the next several days. As the vote drags on, we shall keep finding new votes until we have at least until we have at last generated a sufficient number to put Biden over the top. So the beauty of this plan is you do not need to exercise complete control over the process in each state. You only need to control key precincts that you can generate enough votes to offset Trump's lead from the rest of the state. Think about Michigan, my home state with Detroit. Such precincts would be located in densely populated Democrat-controlled urban areas such as Atlanta, Philadelphia, and as I said, Detroit. These precincts have been run and controlled by the Democrat machinery for many decades. Corrupted to the core, these people 
have had extensive experience with election fraud on the local and state ballots. This time, the Democrats conspired to up their game and steal a presidential contest. So how do they pull this off? This author goes on to say that Rod Blagojevich, and I might have butchered that name, maybe it's Russian or something, He's a former Democratic governor of Illinois, convicted of public corruption and sentenced to 14 years in federal prison, which he served eight. And he'd been part of the Democratic establishment in a swing state for many years. He knows exactly how the Democrat machinery works. In an interview with Newsmax, he described it, Coming out of the Democratic Chicago political establishment, I know how they operate. They control polling places. They stop votes when their candidates behind And then in the wee hours of the morning, in the dark of night, the stealing starts. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) And he goes on to say more. You can check out this article, like I said, on lourockwell.com. Author goes on to say, The colossal crime has been coordinated by various elements of the Democrat Party apparatus. There must have been cooperation between the Biden campaign and the local Democrat operatives who run pivotal precincts, in Philadelphia, Detroit, Atlanta, and Vegas. The operation was also likely getting help and support from the Democratic National Committee and local Democratic parties in battleground states. It would not be surprising if the effort was also aided by deep state elements in the federal government. It has been shown, for example, that some CIA operatives whose specialty is the orchestration of color revolutions around the world were working on behalf of the Biden campaign. President Trump won this election. Had he not won, the Democrats would not have had to suspend the count, drag it out until they had enough votes to declare Biden the winner. Trump must not concede under any circumstances. Doing so would not only sell out to those who voted for him, but it would turn the nation over to the neo-Marxist hard left responsible for this travesty. And this author says Trump should use all the tools at his disposal. He should order the DOJ and FBI to open investigations. Now, I'm going to get into that in a second. I don't think you can trust those apparatuses either. This author makes some really good points. I mean, that piece from uh, that uh, former governor of Illinois is just so telling because it's exactly the strategy they used here uh, in Michigan and Pennsylvania in these swing states. We have ballots, just Trump's winning. Everyone goes to bed, you know, around 1 o'clock, and then the next morning, oh, now Trump's losing Uh, in all these specific places almost at the same time. I mean, you can't tell me something's off here. Something. Of course, there's been post office fraud too. Now, the government can't even deliver your mail. How are they going to accurately count elections? That's a good question. But this uh, was on Fox News. So this postal worker claimed there was fraud in Pennsylvania. His name's Richard Hopkins. He's a mail carrier from Erie, uh, where the Seawolves are. I once watched a game there. Accused his boss of instructing employees to pick up and bring him ballots that were received after election day. Hopkins said he overheard his boss discussing backdating postmarks to make the ballots appear as though they had been collected by November 3rd instead of November 4th or after. In order for ballots to have been eligible in the state, they needed to be postmarked by election day. But think about that. The post office is in on this. The post office. 
It's not just that they're losing things in the mail because they're incompetent. They're literally rigging an election. They're in on this. On Monday, Hopkins is said to have signed an affidavit recanting those claims, which appeared to be confirmed in a tweet by the Democrats on the House Oversight Committee. Of course, the Washington Post said these claims were fabricated. Surprise, surprise. However, Project Veritas said Hopkins was saying he did not recant his statements, along with the promise that more details would be released on Wednesday. Now, Project Veritas has also released recordings showing an investigator attempting to convince Hopkins to change his narrative. So think about this. You have federal agents coercing a USPS whistleblower and you have a video of him doubling down here on his story. So you have the the post office in on this. Of course, the deep state and the federal government. Uh, This runs deep. That's for sure. So let's talk about now my home state in Michigan. This is one of the biggest scandals in the whole thing. We had a system glitch where 6,000 votes for Trump were conveniently switched to Biden. Of course, this didn't just happen in one place. This happened in several places, which really creates about a 40,000 vote swing. I mean, this is big stuff. And I don't think it's a glitch of the system as much as a function of the system. Whoops. Oh, we just switched 6,000 votes. But we know Detroit is a cesspool of corruption. I mean, just like that Chicago story I mentioned a minute ago, Detroit, same kind of thing. The ballots showed up there overnight. Now, their mayor is extremely corrupt. He was taken off the ballot in 2013, moves to Livonia, and he wins the mayor election in a write-in vote in Detroit. Interestingly enough, the ballot showed up for him overnight as well, too. And he's miraculously the winner the next morning. It's almost like we're having deja vu here. Oh, yeah, the clerk in that election got a new Mercedes right after, which she still drives today. Detroit is literally run by mafioso-type politicians. It's a banana republic. It's a little fraudulent banana republic. They've had voter fraud for years. Now, the Republican Party knows this. Are they going to do anything about it? I don't know. I wonder if they're going to do anything about this election at all. I mean, will the grassroots show up and do something? Sure, of course. But the establishment, yeah, they pay lip service because they don't want to get voted out. But uh, they could care less. And I'm sure a lot of them... um, behind closed doors want Biden to win because they're all one and the same. Neocons is what they are. Now in Detroit, Cobo Hall, I had some friends there firsthand challenging this. And what they were doing, spoiling ballots. So you have these ballots and if it says Trump, well then they just check Biden because obviously you can't vote for two presidential candidates. Spoils the ballot. So that's it's like playing defense. You get you don't necessarily get a vote for Biden, but you get one away from Trump. They were using COVID as an excuse. Uh, oh, six feet, you got to keep away so that the Republicans couldn't look over the Democrats and see what they had there. Um, interesting how COVID is used for so many different things. I mean, whoever 
dreamed this up and the many ways it would be used for tyranny um, is quite brilliant. Of course, brilliant in an evil way. They were kicking Republicans out. They had police come and show up and not let Republicans challenging these ballots back in. So if you were in there as a Republican, you had to stay there all day, 12 hours, because you weren't getting back in. And of course, they're boarding up windows so you couldn't see inside. Yeah, this sounds like an open and honest election to me. And I've heard reports, people saying, I wanted to talk to to the FBI about this, but can you trust the FBI? Can you trust the DOJ? I mean, we don't know how deep the deep state goes, but I assume the FBI is not going to be much help here. We know what they've already done to President Trump. But I think with all that being said, we have obvious fraud. Do I know is a fact that Trump would have won? I can't say that. I It definitely seems that way. Because um, again, why would they go to all these measures if Biden was going to win anyways? If Biden won fair and square, you know it is what it is. But the arrogance by people who voted for Biden, people on the left, who say, how could there be fraud? How could you question the integrity of our elections? Um, what have you been doing the last four years? It's Russia, Russia, Russia. Oh, but now we get our guy in here that we like, and suddenly... You can't question the elections. They're 100% pure, full of integrity. Just ridiculous. Just the gaslighting. That's what it is. Because they can't explain away this corruption. But they have the mainstream media covering for them. So what, what do they say? They say, well, that's not a reputable news site. Oh, because CNN that you listen to is? <laughs> Complete gaslighting. Even if someone wanted Joe Biden to win or voted for him, if they were honest, they would say that something's rotten in Denmark. How could there be election fraud? How could someone steal an election? That could never happen. Oh yeah, like when the Republicans stole the election in 1864, 1868-1872-1876-1888. Uh, these people don't know their history. They're extremely blue-pilled. But really, they're just so blinded because they'll listen to anything that comes out of the TV, evidenced by the COVID shutdowns, by the mask nannies, the Karens. So if if the um, the the people hypnotizing them on, on that black box that they're glued to every night say the election was legit, they're going to believe it. People cannot think for themselves. So here's another point. They're, all, they're already calling Joe Biden the president-elect. He is not the president-elect. I'm as much the president-elect as he is. You are. He's not the president-elect. The media can call him that if they want. He can identify as the president-elect, I guess, in today's fact-free society. The media doesn't get to call the election. Who made them in charge? 
And now what if it's overturned? What if this does get sorted out? Trump is declared the winner. You called Biden the president-elect and he wasn't? I mean, how stupid is that? If Biden won fair and square, let's audit the election. Let's find out. And if he wins fair and square, then fine. But so many people are questioning the integrity of this. You got to get through, sorted out. Al Gore had a month in 2000 with the whole debacle there. Uh, President Trump should get a month as well to, to sort this out. But they're already acting as if Biden had won. Everyone's rejoicing. Yes, more wars, more taxes, more deep state, more corruption, more slavery. We're so excited. We're going to be locked in our own homes. Oh, wait. Now that they're talking about Biden winning, the media is already saying, you know, I think COVID isn't as bad as we thought it was. You see, they're already prepping us to go back to, quote, regular life because they think Biden's got this in the bag. Again, they're not even hiding the ball anymore. I mean, barely, barely. It doesn't take much. All you got to do is have a little bit of a critical thinking ability, which hardly anyone has, to see what's going on here. But you know what? If if this isn't sorted out, then these states can send, their legislatures can send uh, Republican electors, send them to Washington in December, because that's when the president-elect is determined, when the electors vote in December. Not when MSNBC, Fox, CNN, or whoever calls it. That's not how it works. They're not part of the process and then it can get sorted out by mike pence and and all them in washington that's the kind of chaos i'm here for so read everything you can stay involved see what's going on here i mean we really live in a banana republic at this point where the election i mean elections are fixed but it really shows you the ridiculousness of this whole process. And that's what I want to conclude with. You know, if Biden is the, quote, winner, he only got about 50.5% of the vote. So you're saying half the people hate Biden, half of them want him to win, and yet he gets to rule over the other half of the people. See, people need to wake up, and I'm sure this thing has woken up a ton of people. COVID woke up people. The COVID shutdowns woke up people. This is going to wake up more people. You know, we're all taught we live in a representative government by the people. Uh, it's self-government. I mean, it's nonsense. I mean, I believe in that stuff. I believe it that that's the best form of government if we're to have one. But we don't live in that. We have the deep state, unelected officials running the show, ousting a duly elected president. It's an illusion. It runs deep. And there's one way to solve this, and it's radical decentralization. Doesn't have to be complete secession, but real federalism, the system, you know, the Constitution actually set up, you know, we could actually do, follow that thing, we'd be so much better. Then you don't have people at each other's throats every two, every four years. I mean, that's what we need to understand. There's no one American people. That's a myth. What do I have in common with Ilhan Omar, right? I mean, I'm certainly not trying to marry a family member. 
What does someone on uh, you know, a farm in Hillsdale County have in common with someone living in downtown New York City? What does some a rancher in Texas have in common with someone living in the Beltway? You know, I'm not saying anyone's right or wrong here, but the values, the culture, and the economics are so vastly different. We can't have self-government unless we really break away and do things at a state and local level. That's where it should be decided. We can have a union for you know common defense, secure borders, those type of things. But the day-to-day -day should not be decided by the corrupt and evil, many of them just downright evil, federal government. And the president definitely shouldn't have all this power. We have an elected monarch, and I've talked about it in other episodes. But if we return to what this system was founded on, we'd be so much better off. We wouldn't be at each other's throats. We could have peace. Imagine that. You want to live different than me. I want to live different than you. We go our own ways. We don't have ill will toward each other. Sounds nice, huh? But oh no, we can't do that. We can't do that. Because it's cultural imperialism. One side has to get in power and tell the other what to do. Now Trump is still the president. Regardless of how this pans out. My advice? Keep those promises. Pull out of NATO. Bring the troops home. Abolish the CIA, FBI, purge the deep state. We don't need those agencies. They've been The CIA's been fixing elections overseas since the 1950s. You're telling me they're not going to fix one here? Save them the travel expenses. A free society doesn't have a secret government agencies. I hate to break it to you. And Trump could do these things. He'd be a hero, a man of the people. And then if he does come out on top, well, it's a great start to his second term, huh? Bringing the troops home, abolishing these corrupt government agencies. Man, oh man, that's music to my ears. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back with you soon. Uh, leave us some feedback, but if, if you have some blue-pilled friends or friends who maybe know what's going on but they want a little more detail, share this with them. Um, I greatly appreciate it, but I think more people need to know this stuff because uh, the gaslighting is is ridiculous, really agitating. But we need to get this word out there. So, hey, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon.